Danny's yeah. and then I saw um, Cyrus and then Sorry. those three are the ones for sure that yeah. I listen to start yeah. to finish for sure. But you can uh, throw these on. And then I and then I I think I saw that you're friends with like, um, oh my god, like all the Eternal boys. Yeah, so the yeah. Eternal. Um, that's my uh, cousin Demetrius and Tristan. Yeah, see, I know Demetrius, and then Tristan's girlfriend works for me. And then I know um, um, the other owner, Hugo, Hugo, yeah. and then Rudy. Like I know all those guys. I've known it's them forever. Ins- it's insane how uh, just how small like Del Paso is, right? It really, it's, really it's is. It's small, but it's it feels big. But like, what do you think that is? Like when you think about El Paso, like what what makes it kind of unique like that? You know. Well, it's like a big little city, yeah. and. You know, everyone always like kind of talks shit like, oh, it's it sucks because everybody knows everybody. And it's like, well, you can't think of it like that. I think you have to think of it as like if you do know this person or if this other person knows this person, like what can you all do to kind of collaborate? Yes. Kind of make things Mm -hmm. better or like maybe I, I, for example, with me, like a lot of my friends or the majority of my friends are West side people. Mm-hmm. So whenever I do hang out with someone that lives on the East side and they show me like a new place on the East side, mm-hmm. or that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like they can introduce you to things that kind of take you out of your norm. For sure. That's something that I kind of recently, I mean, I've had, I mean, obviously I have friends, but like it wasn't until like really I started doing the podcast, um, that I really started kind of expanding that. And yeah, I mean, it's insane. Just like once you meet one person, like they, you can kind of make different connections from yeah. there. And I love it personally. Like, I think it's a great, uh, especially for like small business owners, you know, I think it's like tremendous for a lot of people, you know, and it never yeah. fails. It's like, I'll be at later, later, I'll be at hush and someone will come say hi to me that I know. And they're with someone and I'm like, Hey, how are you? And they're like, Oh my God, you two know each other. I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of like expected, yeah, you know, here in El Paso. Sure. No, yeah, for sure. So you, you uh, did you grow up on the west side? No, I no. actually grew up in the Lower Valley. Okay, grew up in the Lower Valley. Lower Valley kids okay. never die. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I transitioned uh, to downtown. Downtown, kind of west side, mm-hmm. um, just because downtown is where I work and play. And, mm-hmm. But um, that's what I was kind of telling you earlier. I, I used to live next door to later later, and that okay. was like trouble <laughs> um yeah. just because i was always out yeah. and it's just like oh, for sure so yeah before we we get it i, I always forget with the introduction introduction yeah, um, yeah, yeah so it's episode 28 um and today we're sitting with junior vasquez yes, that correct? is me. do you go by junie uh, i've got so many names yeah. <laughs> junior junes okay. junie okay. juniper I, I have so many names <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, it, we're sitting with Junior Vasquez, um, and you are a basically a partner with J and K. And you, what is your official title like at at J and K? I mean, my day to day title yeah. is director of operations. Okay. Um, I'm kind of the one that kind of oversees everything day to day, but I am one of the managing partners as well. Okay, awesome. And so, uh, how did you get introduced to doing that, man? Like, I was. <sighs> Yeah. Man, this is a story. Yeah. And and if some of your listeners, watchers have been around that long, they'll know yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, we're we're born and raised party boys. Yeah. Me, Johnny, and Kiki. So are those your are were you guys so Johnny and Kiki are your, your partners as well? Yes. Were you guys friends like before like everything that happened or everything yes. that um came to fruition? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it kind of started off where uh it, 
I'm talking back in like downtown Union Plaza days. Okay. We're talking about like the garden and plum and yeah. vanilla and all those places. Um, so we're talking like 2000, God, I'm going to kind of say how old I am, <laughs> like 2007, 2008. Okay. Yeah. Um, there used to be a store called homework. Um, I think it, I think it closed not too long ago. Um, it was probably one of the best places to get men's fashion here in El Paso. Okay. And, uh, at the opening night party, it was kind of like one of those little social events, networking events. And as luck would have it, yeah. I met. Um, Johnny that night. And what were you doing at the time? I was working for Verizon corporate at the time. Oh, okay. I come, I come from a corporate background. I used to work for an electric company in Houston, uh, NRG energy, okay. like energy stadium. Yeah. And then I transitioned over to, to Verizon, um, corporate. Um, so I was doing that at the time. And at that time I actually had a blog, which is kind of the modern day, yeah. <laughs> the podcast of back then. Um, <laughs> It was called the Mother Effin Prince. <laughs> we have like a running joke with that. Yeah. Um, but I had a blog back then. It was kind of like a gossip, like social blog, okay. like where to go, places to go eat, stuff like that. Here in El Paso. Here in El Paso yeah. and like what to go watch, what to listen to. It was really, really cool. And it had a, it had a good a little following. Yeah. And um, I went to this party with my best friend, Jessica. And uh, she was like, oh, my little brother is going to be there so you can meet him. Like, I had never met him. I had heard so much about him. And then that's when I met Johnny. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we just, uh, casual friendship from there, we would see each other out when we would party. And then um, he had mentioned that he was teaming up with one of his friends to launch kind of a nighttime party series. Okay. Um, at this old bar called Jeskies over on Lee Trevino. Yeah, for sure. I've heard of Jeskies. Yeah. yeah, Jeskies was like the spot back in the days yeah. on Thursdays. Uh-huh. And they launched uh, this Thursday night party. I forgot what it was called. I think it was like Thirsty Thursdays. Yeah. Something. So Johnny at the time, was he like doing, like was he a promoter? Was he like already in the bar scene? or like? What? I think that's where it, everything started, yeah. honestly. It, they Them two kind of started this little series. Um, and... It, it just took off. Yeah. And then they started doing these shows at the garden. Uh, they had LMFAO. Yeah. They had Steve Aoki. It was just like, it was like a time, yeah. the my, time to be alive. My brother, my older brother, he's what? 33, 34. And he grew up like, um, and he tells me about the garden and just all the stories. And like, he I, probably went to the brunches. Oh, for, <laughs> for sure. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, I want to say maybe after, maybe the third or fourth party that just took off for them. They just were so popular and I was always there. I was always supporting them. I was always posting them on the blog. And back then kind of Instagram was like very new Mm -hmm. along with the Twitter and and Facebook. So I was very good and very savvy at that and pushing the blog that way. And Johnny was very quick to recognize that he was like, you're so visible and you're really good at pushing your, your blog and your brand. Um, why don't you come on and, and let's bring you on with Jane K. And I was like, Oh, absolutely. Like I love doing this. And that was it. The rest is history. Wow. Yeah. Like we just, we, we took off, we started doing the brunches and then we started doing trap Thursdays and then we started, um, Little by little, um, these little events just kind of just kept going and going and going. I mean, the brunch went on for, I think, like eight years. Um, 
and then that's when Later Later was born. Mm -hmm. And then it transitioned over to Born and Raised. And then it transitioned over to Lost and Found. And then yeah. it transitioned over to Hush Hush. Yeah. So it's just been a very good collaboration, a match made in heaven. Us For three. sure. That's awesome. Definitely we'll get more into that. But as far as you, so you grew up, I mean, you grew up your entire life here in El Paso? I did. Yeah. Okay. I did. What high school did you, because you went to the lower valley, you were in the lower valley. So what, where'd you go? Riverside. Riverside. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know too many people from Riverside. I went to Andres on the Northeast. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, what was, uh, what was your upbringing like? Very, very calm upbringing. My parents yeah. are the complete opposite of me. Mm -hmm. um, and I love them to death, but they are like the homebodies. Okay. Like they're very like. They go to work and they come home, they do what they got to do, and then they go to bed. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think I'm appreciating that now that I'm getting a little bit older. Yeah. But back then, it was just like, I want a little more, I, especially since I was super social. Um, at least, well, I guess we can get into that in a little bit. But yeah. in my, as I was growing up, I was very shy. I was very kind of just to myself. I knew a lot of people, um, but high school was very interesting. I, I thought I wanted to be a doctor, so I mm -hmm. went to the Magnet School of Bel Air, and that did not work <laughs> out. And I transitioned back to Riverside, and, and things just kind of, you know, typical high school life. Um, yeah. A lot of the friends that I had in high school, I'm thankful that I still have them around. Yeah. Um, but very calm. Uh, and then I went to school. Uh, I started off at uh, Community and then over at UTEP. Uh, and then from there, you know, it just kind of where I found myself in my late twenties and began to be more social around the time that I started doing the blog. I think the blog was my kind of coming out of my shell and yeah. being a lot more socially meeting so many people. Uh, how did the blog come about? Like, did you know that you liked writing and things like that? Or it was, I mean, I don't even know if he's still around, but I was very influenced by, Perez Hilton. I don't even know if he's still around. Uh, I've heard of the, I mean, definitely heard of the name, but he's a little bit of a, back then he was like a huge bully and, and his blog was just like to talk shit about celebrities <laughs> and, and musicians and, yeah. and whatnot. And I kind of wanted to do something like that, but to put my spin on it and to mm -hmm. get people to do things. Cause I would like, like I told you, I was very social back then. So it would kind of surprise me when people my age, like weren't really doing anything. Yeah. They were like, I'm like, what are you doing on Saturday night? Oh, not really. I'm just going to go to dinner. I was like, well, let's go to the garden. Let's go to Vanilla. And it was just kind of like the scene was much different back then yeah. um, than it is now. I think I think the scene is a lot much bigger now yeah. than it was back then. But that was kind of my goal with the blog was to introduce kind of a new spin in El Paso. And, um, you know, I'd go to I'd go to Scottsdale or I'd go to West Hollywood or I'd go to Austin and I'd be like so influenced by what I was seeing and what was going on over there. And I'm like this is something we can take back to El Paso and kind yeah. of mirror it a little bit. Sure. And Johnny and Kiki were the same way. And I think that's why we were so successful mm -hmm. with those parties. Yeah. A lot of it probably, like, I think, I guess from my perspective, a lot of it probably has to do a lot with traveling too. 100%. Because, like, that, that's how you get a lot of inspiration. 100%. You know? We're always out of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it's just, like, something about, like, would you agree that um, El Paso is kind of, like, behind in a lot of ways when it comes to like just really just business nightlife we're kind of like behind like even though we still move in that direction we're kind of lag a little bit behind you know i hear that a lot mm -hmm. i hear a lot of people say el paso's a good 10 years behind yeah i 
would have to say no. Okay. I don't think so. You know, I don't think for the size that El Paso is and for kind of the the market size that we have and, and the demographics that we have, I think we're good. Um, mm-hmm. Could we use a little bit more things? Yes. But the market is only so big. Yeah. So, you know, we could want all these things, but will they be successful? It's probably a yes or no chance. Yeah. Just because the market isn't that big. But yes, if you go, if you're comparing it to like Scottsdale and yeah. LA, like I can see where people could make that kind of, you know, form that opinion like, oh, we're 10 years behind, we're five years behind. But me personally and, and, and being in the business that I am, I don't, don't think that we are. Yeah, for sure. Um, so growing up, you were doing, I mean, the block, what was, what's kind of, what would you say is the, because I started, the reason I started this pod was. Uh, mental health that was kind of like the whole thing that kind of inspired me to just like talk to more people and just kind of share my own story and then at the same time have people you know share their own stories for so for you like either growing up or you could even be recently what's some of like just uh i guess some of the tougher things you've had to go through in your life like mentally that come to mind you know in this in this line of work that i'm in it can be a lot you know Mm -hmm. we we're not only in in the nightlife part of it we do a lot of things outside of that we do a lot of real estate and we do um we have like our co-working space it's not we don't just limit ourselves to that one thing and i'm that kind of person that i like to tackle on a lot of different duties Mm -hmm. especially because i'm very hands-on um but back then when we started i was very what's the word i was very kind of stingy and I wouldn't like to delegate anything. I was very much like, I'm going to do it. If I can't do it right now, I will get to it. And if I don't get to it, well, then I'll figure it out tomorrow or I'll yeah. figure it out the next day. Would you day. consider that micro, like micromanaging in a way? No, not no. micromanaging because my team is not the kind of team where we micro. We don't like to micromanage okay. each other. But we also make the assumption that everything's going to get done. Okay. And for the most part, it does. Yeah. But kind of dealing with that has kind of been something that I've had to be able to kind of learn to, to delegate Mm -hmm. certain things like, okay, well, I don't necessarily have to do this all on my own. I can give it to my, uh, one of my coworkers. I can give it to one of my, um, assistants per se, um, to help. So that has kind of, it's kind of, changed me a little bit because my anxiety sometimes can just be through the roof Mm -hmm. especially like on event days like we'll have a block party like we just had a a block party a couple of months ago for zoo and it was probably uh one of the first times we've had an event where i was not going crazy like everything Mm -hmm. was just completely organized and i and i and i don't take all the credit for it My my team is amazing but it was one of the first times where it was like oh my god like I don't know why I yeah. spent so much time freaking out. Yeah. And we talk about anxiety. Like what, what do you, what do you feel when you, when you're going through that? I mean, it's just, it's rough. It's, it's, it's rough. Like, you know, you've, you're going, you've got a thousand things going through your head. You've got, you know, you have to, with me, it's like, I have the idea that I have so many people that I'm responsible for. I have so many employees. I have so many managers that, you know, look up for help or and i have to kind of be strong yeah and and i'm not saying that i do everything on my own because i don't but i've had to learn to kind of deal with that and my team has been really good 
unknowing like when I need help and, mm-hmm. and kind of helping me deal with that kind of anxiety or um, I mean, or my ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, that's kind of one of the things I've learned to, to deal with over these last yeah. couple of years. Have you ever experienced a panic attack? No, no, no. it hasn't gotten that like to that point. It hasn't gotten yeah. to that point. But like before it would be on an event day and someone would come ask me something and I would literally just like snap because yeah. it's just like, I've got so much going on. I can't believe that yeah. you're coming and asking me something like this. And, it, you know, I, I have to remember that at the end of the day, I am a leader for these people and I, yeah. I have to be kind of strong and, and, and make sure that everything's getting done. And no matter what, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, there's always somebody that has my back. For sure. What quality do you think um, makes you a good leader to people in, in business or even just in life in general? What do you think that that entails? I think I'm very empathetic. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that you have to be in life is you have to be very empathetic. Um, yes, at times I can be like frustrated or I can be... I can sound like an asshole with my responses, but at the end of the day, I'm empathetic towards anything and anybody. Um, and like I said, in life, you have to be. It's not, what's that saying? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And with this generation now, it's like you have to be that way if you're going to be a leader of a team or if you're going to be a manager or if you're going to be an owner or whatever. You have to live by that idea because mm-hmm. if not, you will be in so much trouble. Yeah, for sure. What what I heard, um, I don't I don't know exactly how the quote goes, but it's uh, as a leader, you're people aren't serving you, you're serving like the people in a yeah. way. Yeah, and it's just the generations are so different now. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a little bit older, so like my work ethic is completely different mm-hmm. to the way that a lot of my staffs is. Um, not that it's bad, and not that I'm judging, but the ideas are just so different, and they're not as aligned as they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to find a way to deal with it yeah. and adapt to them, especially as a leader, you have to be able to adapt because yeah. if you don't, again, you're in so much trouble. Uh, when you say like the work ethic, what do you, what do you think is the biggest difference between like your generation and my generation? Cause I'm what 24 and I'm sure you have a lot of employees that, you yeah. deal with that are kind of like my age. Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I might get a little, a little judged here, but <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's just like entitlement or no. Yes. Yeah? Okay. A little bit of that, but I think it's also just like, I think with me and the way that I think, and it's, I'm sure I'm not the only one that thinks like this, but like the way that I was brought up, because I've been working since I was 11 years old. Yeah. I mean, I knew from the get-go that I wanted to work and I wanted to have a job from mm-hmm. the time that I was, you know, a little kid. So I've had that mentality where the whole idea of clocking in and out, it just doesn't exist to me. And with this new generation, it is very that. And yeah. it is. And, and yeah, you have to abide by certain laws and, and yeah. we do, but... <laughs> but the, I guess it's more for me the idea and it's yeah. just like you know we we have something to do and not everybody and I uh, I, I guess I should clarify that I yeah, don't think sure. that everybody in this generation is like that but that's one thing yeah. um, and then you said it the entitlement I think a lot of it is the whole the whininess sometimes it's like mm. I'm tired <laughs> or like I don't understand it they'll say one thing and then they say another and I'm like oh my god well which is it because yeah. you said this and now you're saying this um, 
I think it's just that. Yeah. And not necessarily that it's bad because I love, I love my staff. Yeah. I love them all. Um, but you, like I said, you have to adapt because if you don't, it's just like you're setting yourself up for failure. Because mm-hmm. I could easily be the kind of leader that's just like a complete dick and I could just be like, shut up and just <laughs> get it done. But yeah. I don't see us succeeding yeah. with that kind of mentality or that kind of leadership or if we yeah. ran our businesses that way. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. no Do can't. you think it's possible to be where the position you guys are in now without those super like long hours? And just like working. No. Yeah. No. And that's one thing about my partners and, and my team is that they know and they, we all think alike. We're completely in sync. When we have a vision, we have a goal and we will get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I love about my team. Yeah. Yeah. So what's like a, all right. So I'm curious about later, later. So like it's a it's essentially a house, right? It is. Okay, it was. Yeah, it was a house. <laughs> um, because that's kind of you don't see. I'm trying to think of another. Is Lost and Found a house too? It it is, but it was. That's not what it was before. Yeah. I mean, it was a nail salon. I think before, yeah. so it had already made that transition. The first time I saw later later. I didn't even know what these guys were cooking, and they were like, "Hey, show up here at this time." And I'm yeah. like, "All right, cool." So middle of summer, it was hot. We showed up, and I'm like, "Why are we at this house?" What was it like? Twenty, like twenty twelve? It was, it was no. It would have been tw- the summer of twenty fourteen. Okay, the summer of twenty fourteen. Yeah, summer of twenty fourteen. And I show up, and I'm like, "What? What are we doing at this house?" And then Johnny's like, "This is like our next project. And it's <laughs> like, it's gonna be a bar." And I'm like really he's like yeah and then a couple of uh that summer i ended up going to austin and i went to rainy street and i was yeah. just like okay that's what it now reminds, yeah. now it clicks like now i get it now yeah. i get the vision and yeah that's what it reminds me of for sure yeah, yeah. what do you think because uh, every time i go to later later now it's like i feel like that's the spot like especially for like really any age um was when did it like really from the beginning when like was did it pop off or like when did it really start getting like because every time i go there's a line like yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy it's crazy it's insane. i mean it's transitioned yeah um when it started off it was very different than it is now yeah. uh not in a not in a bad way but back then it was more a little more calm but also yeah. party um we didn't have a dj in the beginning it was like a house playlist okay, so it was like yeah. chill um, all of the seating in the front wasn't there. So it's oh, like okay. literally just the front of the house. Wow. Okay. So it just limited the capacity even more, mm-hmm. which I think at that point back then in 2015, that's when kind of union Plaza was kind of dying a little bit. Um, so we were losing like the garden and, and plum and, and all those places. Why, why did sorry. Why did it die out? Cause I hear so many good things and like, it just, Oh man, union Plaza was, was great, but, I think kind of what attributed to the kind of slowdown in it was there was like a lot of violence back then. Um, there was like a, you'd always see like big fights, like towards that end where the little park is. Mm. Um, and I think that's just kind of what hurt it. Uh, I don't know if it's ultimately will put the nail in the coffin, but that's kind of what, what did a yeah. lot. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, uh, so a lot, so later, later opens mm. and it's like, it becomes this like new place to go and it's like small. So you either, you either get in or you don't get in. Mm-hmm. 
and the 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 kind of crowd that went back then when we're talking almost 10 years ago um was very different um it was kind of more of a little bit of everybody back then hipster you'd have like you'd have like your hipsters you'd have like your like groups of girls like really pretty girls yeah so then naturally all the guys start coming yeah and it's like oh my god i can't get in and like back then we didn't have like the couches and stuff so there wasn't like we didn't do bottle service back then either um so it was just like it was very homey very cozy but cool Mm -hmm. like it just became that place to be and it and it grew that reputation and little by little we started making these changes like okay well let's add more seating so then we added all the seating in the front and then we added all the seating in the back and then we made the couches bigger and then we started doing bottle service and it just became this yeah. monster. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, you were there last week. It, it was our eighth anniversary last week. And it was just like last week was such a good night. I can't remember the last time I vibed at later, later. Like I always have a good time at later, yeah. later, but I can't remember the the last time that I vibed like I did last weekend. The crowd that was there and like, people were dressed up yeah. and we were like dancing and it was just good vibes. And sure. like, I wasn't hammered. So <laughs> like, I was yeah. like just vibing and having yeah. a good time. But that's kind of the idea with later, later is that just, it becomes a little bit of like an escape. Like sure. it's not, there's really not anything like it in El Paso. Yeah. And I, and I don't say that in a cocky way. Like yeah. there really isn't anything like that in El Paso. So it becomes sort of like a little, cozy escape for sure yeah it's it's very different and it's almost like it's hard to put your finger on it but uh, i don't know it's just like and you like and then for me like i always see a lot of people i know there so it it makes like you end up just like getting shots with everybody it's just like it's it's a fun vibe and how it is and what i'm curious about is because like all right you've you've even from when like when you first open you you have like pretty good success right where do you like like how do you draw that or like how do you balance like innovating and just continuing to like make changes but also like you if what you're doing is working then like why like just kind of um like switch things around but but you have to in a way because you have to continue to evolve so like what how do you guys manage that like i'm kind of curious i think you have to in this business you have to pay attention to your market Mm -hmm. you have to be aware of who's coming um and also like what's going on in other cities too that's that you can i don't want to say the word copy because i think that's really cheesy but you know you have to be able to kind of emulate it and make it your own Mm -hmm. so that your market will understand it embrace it and ultimately so that it can be successful yeah for sure and so like what is that what is like a when when you guys are thinking of like something new like are, are is it just ideas that you guys all come up with or is it like are you guys actively like sitting with each other and just figuring out what you can do or is like how does that look I mean I'd like to say that everybody has a little yeah. a little piece of it but I'll be completely honest and give credit where it's due Johnny and Kiki are such geniuses when it comes to like concepts and and bringing things to fruition and then kind of they introduce it and it's like we all embrace it and then we all kind of get our footing and everybody kind of puts in their own bits and pieces and then ultimately it becomes a whole we have an amazing design team in-house that just we're so lucky that they understand 
and we're able to just produce such quality product and be able to deliver quality product to the people of El Paso. Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, for someone, because you guys throw events also, like DJs and just we block do. parties. Um, that's the next on my, like, I really want to eventually, like, pretty soon throw my own event of mm-hmm. some sort. Uh, kind of already, like, thinking of, like, brainstorming. But uh, because you've been through that and you you understand it, what's something that someone who's going to throw an event of that sort, maybe it doesn't have to necessarily be like a party event, but just a gathering of people. What's advice you would, would you, you would give to someone? Oh, my God. Plan. Yeah. Plan and have a good plan on paper. Um, and I mean, in El Paso, you have to be able to deal with all kinds of obstacles. Um just because, you know, like with us, we have our block parties. For example, we might have had a block party one year that was so awesome and everyone had a good time. And it's what people were talking about for the longest time. And the next year, it's like, well, how can we make it better? Mm. How can we? Because we don't just want to do the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, well, why would we just why would we want to have the block party in the same place? Like, what can we do to make it better, make it newer, to appeal to these people that didn't come last year, to appeal appeal to people that heard about it but didn't come or that maybe heard about it but weren't sure if they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. So then you have to kind of keep all of that in mind and be able to switch it. And maybe what you have in mind might not be able to work. Yeah. So you always have to have a good plan on paper, a good plan B um when it comes to kind of events yeah. of that kind of magnitude yeah is there someone something that always kind of comes up because i feel like people i've seen in the, and talk to that throw events they're like dude you're just gonna have to prepare for anything, anything and everything yeah. like can happen um and then that's where like my anxiety shoots. is there any horror stories because you have anxiety so like is there something you could think about where it was like like maybe someone didn't show up or it was just like a bad no, no. I mean, yeah, we've had artists like, oh, my God, like uh, there's lots of stories. But mm-hmm. I think probably the one that sticks out the most was our very first Trap Fest. Um, it was downtown and it was on a little, little, little block. It was where the old dead beach used to be. OK. On that tiny little street. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just like two lanes and yeah. the parking lane. Um, and it just took off it was a monster i don't think we were prepared not one well, i take that back i don't want to say that we weren't prepared i don't think we were expecting that kind of response mm-hmm. um and but it worked and we made it work and that's what i tell you like no matter what happens my team just finds a way to get it done they don't complain like they just figure it out and they or and they'll run with it mm-hmm. um and i think that one sticks out just because it was just our first one and we we figured everything out as we went and think we had like 3000 people and we were just used to like trap thursdays with like i don't know but i think the garden would do like 400 people back then and we were we were like comfortable with that every thursday and then it's like oh my god you have 3000 people and you have to figure it out you're responsible for them you're not only putting on the event, but you're also in charge of the bar. And then you're also selling merchandise and you have to make sure that everyone gets in. Okay. And do you have enough security? Do you have enough employees? Yeah. And it's just like all of those things become things that you have to think about when you're putting on events. So like when people ask like, Oh, I want to put on an event. I'm like, you better be ready. You better be ready to spend some money. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for sure. Should I go big or should I, 
should I do a small one first? Well, what do you want to do? Like an artist? Uh, I want to. All right. So I haven't announced this. Yet. I might not even put this in, oh. but just between me and you. Okay. I think, I think that could work. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'll definitely have to bounce some more ideas off you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's in the works. And then, um, so what was the right after later, later, what was like the second, the second spot? Literally right after later, later, it later, later took off like guns blazing. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Um, to the point and keep in mind at this point, it's still just, it's crazy. It's still just us. Yeah. And I was still at my corporate job at that point when we opened oh, and wow. it literally just took off and it was like, all right, cool. You, you need to quit. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I soon after later, later opened, I quit, um, Verizon and I came on and that's when I just took over everything. So I was like our HR department. I was our payroll, like I mm-hmm. was our operations, like anything that had to do with employees, I would deal with that. And we all kind of have our own little duties that we're responsible for. Yeah. And it just like took off. So I was busy. And then shortly after later, later took off, we started working on, it just kind of happened by accident. Actually, we signed a, a lease for some office space, but it was way too big for us. Mm. So we're like, well, why don't we make it like a cool space yeah. and that's how one one was born so oh, we literally okay. had these two projects at the same time um and then shortly after that uh we started working on born and raised okay but i don't i don't think i ever went to born and raised where's that born and raised was over here on the east side okay yeah born and and, was that open for for a good while it was open for a while it was yeah. open for almost three years oh wow what was the what was the concept of that like what was it the was vibe? the idea there was to create something that was the complete opposite of later, later. It sounds country. Is it no, oh, okay. no, it okay. was very open format. Okay, it's where yeah. Showtime is. Oh, okay. That's it where was it was. Right there. It was right there. Um, it was the complete opposite at the time of later, later. So it was like later, later, we were trying to keep it like chill. Yeah. And like vibey. Like, which I, I like, if I go on a, a third, like, Thursdays, like I went recently on a Thursday and I was like, I actually really like this. Vibe. I love taking like my girlfriends there or like a first date. Like I, I try to tell them like, Hey, like don't think that I'm just bringing you here to be yeah. here. Like I really like coming here during the yeah. week, but yeah, I totally get that for idea. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so born and raised, um, you're going just for more party vibe. Like rager. Okay. Yeah. It, the space was huge. I yeah. mean, if you've if you've been there when it's showtime, it, yeah. it, it's huge. It's a huge space. It was a little different. The the layout it was a huge space, and uh, we ended up like moving the brunches there, and then we ended up moving like trap Thursdays there. Okay. Um, so it was just a constant party there. Like it was just huge venue. We could fit like five six hundred people in there, um, but it was just a party. Yeah. And what, what what was the why did you guys close that one? Or why did that one? I think it was just time. Yeah. Um, it, it, the east side was a little bit different back then than yeah. it is now. Um, and then we had started working on Lost and Found at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was like, eh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you feel like certain things could work on the west side and like downtown, but if you on the east side, it's it can't be like replicated. I wouldn't say that, yeah. but I think the the the. Markets are very different. Um, it's a different demographic, right? Yeah. Or, well, I don't want to say a different demographic because you can have like a 21-year-old from the west side that yeah. doesn't really come to the east side or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just you have to keep the idea that if you make something, it has to be something that appeals to everybody. Yeah. Um, plus, at times, I think 
the market here can sometimes be a little fickle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you know, they're all about you and then they're not about you and then they're yeah. about you again and then they're not. So it's just like, it's very, it's tricky. So you kind of have to find that medium where you appeal to everybody and where you don't get to that point. Yeah. Um, but it, El Paso is a very interesting market. Yeah. That's kind of what we're like kind of experiencing. I mean, it's still really early. We, we opened Neep in August. So it's, um, we experienced like, like our first, uh, well, August and September were really good, uh, especially because of the weather, because it's an outdoor space. Really, really good days, but winter was a little rough and we're slowly kind of like, we had a really good day on this past Sunday because I kind of, it's like warming up mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, just kind of seeing firsthand, like we're just trying, like, I say we, cause I help run the social media. Um, and it's just really like brainstorming on what it's a lot of events. Like we're just trying to do events for right now just to kind of get us through just invite, like having the run for it there mm-hmm. and just things like that. But yeah, it's like all, it's constant just trying to brainstorm and trying to what to bring. And That's stuff. a funny thing about El Paso. El Paso yeah. is very event driven. Yeah. And it's like, I'll, I'll be out at later, later, or I'll be at lost or I'll be at hush on a Thursday or whatever. And somebody will DM me like, Hey, how is it? I'm like, like, it's cool. Like I'm just, I'm here having a chill drink. What event are they having today? I'm like, <laughs> there doesn't have to be an event for you yeah. to just like go out. Just like come, you could yeah. just go out, you know, yeah, like, for sure. That's one thing I've learned about El Paso. It's very event driven. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, what, and then the lost in, so what was after born and raised? After born and raised yeah. was lost and found. Okay. And lost and found was just another monster in yeah. itself. I've, I've only been there like maybe a, like two or three times. So I, I don't. I'm not too familiar with it, but it's really nice. Uh, what's the difference between that and like, like let's just say later, later? I mean, it's the complete opposite. Okay. Uh, you know, at later, later you can go and it's like open format and you'll have like hip hop and stuff. And at Lost and Found, it's very like groovy vibes and like mm. dance. And I mean, they play like hip hop too and yeah. stuff, but it's just more of like that. At least when it started, it was like that. And it was very like pretty with the colors and like very miami vibes very Mm. palm beach vibes now it's uh if you've been there recently it's a more of a venue now it's not a bar anymore it's a venue now um just you can't go and have like just have a drink there now no okay um there's like occasional nights that they'll open up with stuff where you can go have a drink but mainly now it's for shows yeah um just because lost and found kind of transitioned into that just because it was bringing these artists of such like big caliber you know yeah. we had john summit there when he had just started it's yeah. like now john summit is huge yeah and tonight is there an event tonight we have a show tonight yeah uh, are you supposed a... to be there <laughs> yeah i get there a little late oh, but okay, i'll be okay. there um yeah. tonight we have guti okay. uh but i mean the the artists that have played that room it's just like and you have artists that want to play that room you yeah. know you have you know gorgon city's played that room um clapton has played that room yeah carnage has played that room like, that's the only one i like i just need to dabble more into my like edm because i'm not too familiar with it but i mean well it's not even edm it's no, more of like it's like a different okay yeah. it's like a different vibe now i'll send like you a house good, or like i don't want to uh, house but i don't want to okay. limit it to just house because okay, yeah. you've got like like jungle vibes oh, and then you've okay. got like house and then you've got like dance and then you, like these different yeah i'll send you a good playlist okay but Lost and Found is just such a unique space that, like, you walk, and same thing, like, with Later Later, you walk into Lost and Found, and it's like, oh, my God. You hear that a lot when our bars, like, open. 
I feel like I'm not even in El Paso anymore. Mm-hmm. And I laugh every time I hear that because it's so true. It's yeah. like you walk in and you're like transported into this like place and it's like the colors are so pretty and the the aesthetic and the architecture and the lighting and it's just like all of that is so important like to be successful and going back lost and found that's what it kind of it is like it it's that vibe that groovy vibes and like dance and let's go see this dj but yeah that's kind of that's where we went to with mm-hmm. the project after born and raised yeah what's the hardest part about uh, working in your industry Hmm. Well, that's a that's a pretty tough question. Yeah. I think you have to be I don't want to say that it's the hardest thing, but you have to be able to commit because you can't just you're putting so much work and effort into this concept and into this space and your team is putting the same amount of time and effort into it too. You have to be able to commit. So I don't want to say it's necessarily a bad thing. But you have to be able to commit. I don't know if there's anything challenging. Yeah. But you have to be able you to. You can't commit. have one foot in, one foot out, you know? Yeah. yeah. You you can't you can't be like, all right, today I'm all about it. Tomorrow yeah. I'm not. Today I am, eh, I'm not feeling it. You can't think yeah. like that. What a, like what can you say like when, when a place has like a really good concept, maybe the design's really nice, maybe they have good drinks, but like sometimes they fail. Like what what is that? Like is it just, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of different aspects to just having a bar and just having like just a space like that like what is um what's just something you have to keep in mind when when opening something like that you can't give up yeah and i and i understand it like finances play a huge part into things like i know some people are like they don't want to give up and and they're forced to like whatever the case may be and i'm sure that's usually what the case is with most places but you have to find your footing whether it's your vibe or your marketing or your crowd like you can't just how do i say it you can't just live by that idea where you're gonna throw a bunch of ideas at the wall and pray that one sticks Mm -hmm. you can't have that mentality um but you have to know your market like i said earlier you have to know your market you can't open something that is from la that's works over there and you can't just copy and mirror it over here and think that it's going to work because it doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. you have to put the time the effort you have to study you have to make changes not everything is going to work in el paso so i'd say that's probably the best advice i could give Mm -hmm. to someone that is maybe in that position or is thinking about opening something you have to have that mentality yeah for sure and then the most recent one uh concept was hush hush correct and then after Lost and Found, it was, so after Lost and Found, then we started doing apartments. Okay. So yeah. I was like, what can we do next? And you just recently, the bung- bungalows? or So we just wrapped up our newest project, yeah. which is the bungalows at Sunset Heights. Yeah. Um, they're amazing. Yeah. They're so cute. Um, but How much we, does rent cost? Uh, $850. Oh, that's not bad. And they're pretty nice. They're pretty it's one nice. bedroom, too? It's a studio. Okay. But it's so cool. Yeah. Um, it's been completely renovated it's got that like i don't know i I can't i don't want to limit it if i say like miami or like palm springs because it's a little bit different but it's got like that that like vintage feel Mm -hmm. that like vibe like have you seen don't worry darling no okay yeah sorry Uh, i'm a little uncultured in that you got it it's a it's a movie with harry styles that came out like last year okay but it's got like that 50s like aesthetic and vibe and 
but the bungalows are so cool. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're, we've, we just wrapped that up. Can a podcast fit in there? You think? I think so. Yeah. I think you could probably fit in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably say it's about the size of this room. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, is there, I mean, with a kitchen and everything? It's got a little kitchen okay. and it's got a bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Um, but yeah, we just wrapped that project mm-hmm. up. I literally just moved to the first two people in there today. Really? Today. I actually just moved in the first That's two awesome. tenants. <laughs> um, but we started dabbling into apartments. Um, the bungalows is actually our third residential property. Mm-hmm. Um, we own the black house that's next door to later later i don't know if you've ever noticed it on the oh, corner i need i need uh i need to take a look next there's time. it's a it's a three unit apartment building that's where i used to live oh wow, okay and i was just like oh my god like <laughs> it was it was so cool like living would you work would you walk to later later all the time really yes that's dangerous <laughs> so dangerous i'd be in bed like on a wednesday at 10 30 like literally falling asleep and i get a text like yo where are you at <laughs> like i'm in bed like i'm at later come out with shot i'm like <laughs> on my way That's um, but it was also kind of like easy like yeah. i was fucked up i could just like walk home oh, dude, that's the best the yeah. best and then hush opened like right after that so it was like i could hop back and forth it's like a five minute uber to lost and found um if i left my car somewhere like yeah. my office is like a five minute walk like it it was just the best that's the reason i i want to would live downtown is because i just like walking everywhere like that's I, my vibe the thing with downtown is that i can confidently say in 10 years from now it will look completely different yeah i can confidently say that what makes you say that because i i actually like to think about this a lot like what yeah I want there's to get just your... so many like things going up and it's just like the talks about you know the arena now going up at the old asarco um spot because it's not going to be downtown um and all these like new apartment buildings that are being completely renovated. I'm sure we're not the only ones that are doing it. Um, and all of this traffic just going back downtown again. You've got other restaurants that are opening up downtown. So it's just like, and then with the stadium, I think that's kind of what kicked everything into high yeah. gear. You know, because when the stadium opened later, later, shortly, I can't remember if later, later was first or if the stadium was first. Mm-hmm. They were around the same time. And then that apartment complex right behind later opened up okay so it's just like all of these things that are changing downtown little by little it's not something that's going to happen overnight but i like i said i can confidently say in 10 years downtown is just going to be a monster wow book it he said it 10 years (laughs) you heard it here first yep (laughs) yeah i'm always thinking about that like what um when el paso is just going to have that like especially downtown just that little like um yeah just that extra like boom in a way Cause I, I, like I said, I love downtown. If I could live there, like that, that'd be, if it would live anywhere in El Paso, it'd probably be downtown. And you just got such easy access. Like I literally feel if you live downtown, everything is just 20 minutes away. Yeah. Whether you come to the east side, it's 20 minutes. If you go to the west side, it's 20 minutes. If you go to Horizon, it's like Mm -hmm. maybe 20, 25. But, and that, that amazes me too. Like I don't come here very often to this side, but it's like Horizon. It's like its own little city now. It's insane. Crazy. Like. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But what I actually enjoy, too, is, like, it's not even, um, like, people, like, like if you live on the east side, people complain about, like, having to go west side. But for me, it's like, if you live in any other city, 20 minutes is, like, normal. 25 minutes is a normal drive. And, and like, far is maybe, like, 40, 45. Yeah, that's you know? a stretch. Um, but, like, that's why I don't mind driving to, um, to the downtown just to go to, like, the spots there and... You, you guys don't have any coffee shops? Have you guys ever opened a coffee shop? 
No, no. I mean, but no, we haven't. Yeah. But we're very, we work very closely with the Viejo Boys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they have their space at Lost and Yeah. Pal. Yeah. Um, that's true. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like the Hush Hush is... That's like a, I mean, that opened what, like two, is it two years now? Or? Hush Hush opened in summer of 2022. So two years. Yeah. This year will be two years. Wow. And when's that, when's that anniversary? When's in June. It, June. Okay. We have this thing with our anniversaries. Yeah. Lost and Found is next. Lost okay. and Found is in March. Wow. Okay. And then Hush Hush is in June. Yeah. We go all out for our <laughs> anniversaries. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and so with lo- like with Hush Hush, it's, it's a very, it's super unique. I don't think I've ever like been to, especially in El Paso. See, you prove uh, my point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what went into that, the ideation phase of that? And I think with it? that one, that one was an interesting play and it was very, that one was tough. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to tell you that <laughs> one. That one was tough. Um, we bought it when it was Blackbird. Okay. So, uh, you know, back then it was only Later Later and Blackbird that were down there. Mm-hmm. And Blackbird was a very different crowd yeah. than Later Later. Blackbird was like more like hipster chill. If you wanted like a very special cocktail that they would take like five minutes to make it, but it was amazing. Yeah. The Blackbird. Okay. And we, we bought it and we knew what we wanted to do with it. And boom, the pandemic hit. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, we were literally at a standstill. And was it already an outdoor spot? Blackbird, it was it, it was a huge patio bar. Okay. So the inside was the same. Basically, the footprint is the same, except it didn't have the rooftop. Okay. We added the rooftop. Um, but it was literally like someone hit the pause button. Like, mm-hmm. we couldn't do anything. Like, nothing. Like, even back, even the beginning of the pandemic, like, they didn't consider that whole essential work stuff. Like, so we were literally at a standstill. But, you know you still have a lot of obligations. You still have a team. You still have, you still have a mortgage. Like, you know, it it doesn't stop. So that one was very tough. Um, I mean, it took two years, two years. That's probably the longest we've taken. Um, but yeah, hush hush is definitely very unique. It has like a, like a, what's the word? Middle Eastern vibe. Would you say, is that kind of what it's got like a little blend of everything. It's got like that middle Eastern. It's got like that, Mexico Oaxacan yeah. vibe, um, but good vibes only, just like the signs say. For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, that place is just so unique, and mm-hmm. and and now that I'm getting a little bit older, it's like that's kind of like where I find my footing most of the time. Just kind of yeah. so chill. I just want to go have a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> but then once the tequila hits, I'm like, all right, let's go to later. Yeah. Um, is that your drink of choice, tequila? No, I'm no. a vodka guy. Oh, okay. I, I, that's a good answer because I really like vodka too. Like I am a, a vodka guy. Like a good Moscow mule is like my favorite. Me, I'm cl- I'm classic, simple, just Belvedere soda, three lemons. Just oh, okay. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, time. but I do like my tequila. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Sure. But I'm also a big champagne guy too. Really? I'm okay. a big Vouve Clicquot guy. Like, yeah. Huge. <laughs> no, I've haven't dabbled in champagne only on really New Year's, so definitely need to you had try gotta it drink some voof voof <laughs> voof yeah okay well it's pronounced voof but oh, okay. i just say voof because we're in el paso <laughs> yeah for sure but yeah voof and that rooftop in, in hush hush is it like a it's a private area or like no, no? it's open to anybody okay um the only thing is just that it's limited in capacity, oh, capacity yeah. so if we're busy you know people get up there and don't leave yeah so it's true. like damn i can't get up there but 
Um, but no, it's not exclusive. Yeah, for sure. But it's definitely a vibe up there. Oh yeah, you know, I've and been there a few times. It's yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, so I nice. mean, like I said, you work uh, with that bar that that's like a patio bar. So it's just like El Paso is like built for that. Mm-hmm. It's like patio bars should be like a thing here, like mm-hmm. because we have such great weather. And I think what was it, Groundhog Day today? It's gonna be an early spring, so that's like good news to me. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's really good news. Yeah, now I think it's not going it. to be it's not going to be a long winter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what we need because, yeah, we definitely need to start getting more people. You should definitely let me know whenever you want to. It's in the northeast. It's dire. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, check we it out. should definitely check it out. It's it's dope. I I bartend there like maybe right now only once a week because it's been so slow. But uh, probably during the spring summer I'll be there a little bit more. But. Nah, hang yeah. in there. This is like the whole time with like New Year, New Me. Yeah, sure. I just I just came off a dry January myself, yeah? and it's like I'm like ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. I didn't even last all month. I broke it for the anniversary, for anniversary. but it's okay. Yeah, that's good. I wasn't drinking, uh, so I'm doing this like a 75 day challenge. Oh, you're doing that 75 hard yeah, or what exactly. is it called? So I was at the anniversary, and like I was like dodging shots, and I hate it because like I feel bad doing it, but it's just like, dude, I'm like I'm 30 days in, like I can't, you know. And it's so hard here because people are like, come on. Yeah. And you're like, damn it. Yeah, for sure. I think people kind of read my face and they're like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, for sure. So how do you feel like um, just getting into like more, I don't know, just like society and stuff. How do you feel like dating has changed? Because I, oh, I ask this to everybody because I'm, I'm, I'm always curious about this topic because, um, yeah, I think it's just, in my opinion, it's like a little bit different from it's Past tough generations you know it and i speak for myself but i think it's very tough mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's tough for me because of the industry that i'm in mm-hmm. but the relationships that i've had or have attempted to have it's like you have to if you're going to date someone in the industry you have to be very secure with yourself okay um because your person is whether it's a bartender or whether it's a bouncer, like they're going to meet so many people every single day, night. They have to be social. They're attractive people too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, 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 you know, when you work somewhere, you essentially become part of that, you know, establishments. Like, I don't want to say you're the face of them. I think Mm -hmm. that's a little strong, but you're a part of that establishment. So it's like, you have to be social. You have to put yourself out there. You have to be like active on your socials. Mm-hmm. So if you're dating someone that isn't okay with that, it's always going to be an issue. Yeah. And is that a perfectly valid for someone? Cause I know a lot of like, there's, there's a lot of guys and like say like, I've never, I'd never date a bartender, you know? Yeah. You know, and that kind of pisses me off a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, why, why do you say that? Like not all bartenders are bad. Like, yeah. You know, just because you have this idea of maybe one that you know or one that you dated doesn't mean that all of them are like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't, like I said, you have to be very secure. Like, this person's, gonna, this girl, if you're going to talk to a bartender, like, she's going to talk to people. You know, she's going to be friendly to people. She wants her tips. Like, that's how it works. You know, it, it makes me laugh sometimes, those couples, and I'm not, I'm not talking shit, <laughs> but it, it always surprises me, like, those couples that, like, where the boyfriend goes and visits the girlfriend that's yeah. working and he sits there the like whole time. all day. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's like major commitment. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, like, yeah, I've definitely seen that. And yeah, but deep least, down, I'm like, why do yeah. you not do you not trust her? Like, <laughs> hmm, what's yeah. going on there? Yeah, because I'm sure. I mean, you've been in the industry, so like, is there some dude or some couples where like he was there like every night yes. she was working? Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, they're not causing any problems or anything, yeah, so it doesn't bother me. Sure. But I'm just like. Wow, okay. why are they always there? And he pays for his shit, so yeah. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> That's all I think I'm worried about. But I'm just like, what's up with that? Like, yeah. I really, really think about it. I'm like, do you not trust her? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Like, she works at night, but it's not like she works here every day. She has off days. Like, yeah, you can't wait a day or two to see her. Like, <laughs> no, for sure. But I mean, so going back, like, I think you have to be very secure. Um, you have to be very. I think open-minded too, because like whoever it is that you're dating is, is, is they have to put themselves out there. They have to, you know, if, if the bar that they work at makes them dress a certain way, you might or might not be comfortable with that. They may make them, there's bars that make them promote like crazy and Mm -hmm. they may or may not have a problem with that. It's just like, you have to be ready to kind of deal with that. And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people and I have a lot of friends some of my best friends uh, that are now together that met in the industry and it's a completely successful relationship and I actually get jealous of it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, you find those people and and you ask them what the, the success of their relationship or what contributes to the success of the relationship. And it's like, you have to be secure and you have mm-hmm. to trust that person. And you, yeah. you, yeah, I mean, For that's sure. the only way it's going to work. Yeah. I mean, I've had friends that kind of go through that same thing and, Especially, uh, there's a lot of peer pressure involved in mm-hmm. the nightlife, and especially when the drinks are flowing, you know, it's... <laughs> I mean, judgment gets clouded, too, when you're yeah. drunk, but, I mean, that's why, also, if you're going to be in this industry, like, you can't be fucked up all the time. Like, you exactly, just can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make getting into this industry is that they get sucked into it, mm-hmm. and they, like, live and breathe the industry, and I'm not judging. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But they also have to have some sort of balance. Sure. You have to have your work and you have to have your life. And then you have to have your play. And you have to be able to level it all out and be able to kind of devote time equally between the three. Yeah. But I think that's, again, the the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is they get sucked into it. Yeah. And it's like they're out on Monday, they're out on Tuesday, they're out mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Because then you start making friends with other bartenders and just people at other bars and you get hooked up at a certain place. Yeah, and, like, and and that's kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say it's, I don't, like I said, I'm not dogging on it. Like yeah. it works for some people and that's, and that's what they want to do. That's completely fine. But El Paso has a very strong industry family. And I want to say that that's a good thing. You have people that, hang out with each other that work at different places and that dynamic really really works um but from what i've seen those people do a good job of balancing it out like they're not they're not always partying yeah so you know Um, prime examples like of people you worked with that actually balance the 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. i know a lot of people like that that work uh with us that work at other bars and we could easily be like hey let's go have drink on tuesday and that's really all that it is. And we hang out and we share stories. But then, you know, we don't have to do it again on Wednesday and we don't have to mm-hmm. do it again on Thursday. And again, there's nothing wrong with that if you do. But I feel that that's where a lot of people get lost mm-hmm. and at sometimes fail. Yeah. What about the social media aspect of it? You think like as far as relationship goes, 
You think that kind of has a role to play in it as well? I think it's hard now to have yeah. a relationship in the social media age. I think everything went downhill mm-hmm. the moment DMs were introduced. <laughs> it was like game over. Like, yeah, that's it. But again, props to those couples that make it work. And I'm jealous of some of those couples because it's like, I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't met anyone that's been comfortable with what I do, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something that I do that bugs yeah. somebody and whatever. At this point, I, I'm i that kind of person where I'm not looking for anything. If it comes my way, it falls in my lap, I'll go for it. But I'm not stressing myself out, yeah. stressing myself out over it. But I think social media is definitely a big deterrent in a lot of people's success or failure in a relationship. And if you're, and especially because so many people are active on social media. Mm-hmm. I want to say that that's one of the good things about El Paso is that people that are kind of out in the scene and and kind of popular and known have a really good social media following. Um, So if you're dating someone that has something like that, you have to be prepared to deal with it. Like, because if not, forget it. Yeah, it's really tough. Super tough. No, yeah, for sure. It's definitely, yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, that's kind of, I, I kind of grew up. That's, I mean, it came out with like when I was like in middle school. So in a way, it's kind of like raised by it in a way. Um, not completely, but I kind of grew up with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely... And I'm still kind of young, so like I, I, I try to keep that in perspective. But also, it's like, yeah, I, but also there's a lot of experiences I had yeah. where it's it's it can get tough, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and you're pretty you're pretty active as well. Like you, Pretty active. I like your feed. It's very... It's just very aesthetically pleasing. Like you have... It seems like everything's just very intentional. Have you always like ha- like been a person like that? I think I've always been yeah. active on social media. Like I said, when after the blog, I just kind of put myself out there, and I feel like that's how you have to be if you want to have like a successful blog at that mm-hmm. point. Or like when I launched this podcast, I feel like I constantly have to be putting myself out there. And, yeah, um, it's all about the content. Yeah. Now. So like, what, what, when you launch your podcast, what do you want it to revolve around? Oh my God. I think the idea of it has changed so much since I originally wanted to do it. I wanted it to be focused around like industry life. Okay. But now it's like, I think that would only last for so long, Mm -hmm. Um, especially here in El Paso. So I kind of want to evolve it a little bit more into like lifestyle and like maybe fashion. I'm Mm -hmm. still kind of finalizing the details but i kind of want it to be more of a lifestyle podcast where you can come and be informed on something or whether it's i don't know fashion or a new bar or mm. a new person that you can get introduced to yeah uh, but i kind of want it to be like that yeah. but you, you want to have a, a guest sitting down with you yeah, or, yeah, yeah i want to okay. do a guest i think there'll be a few with my with just me where i probably tell some crazy stories because yeah. i have so many industry crazy stories to i want to i want to hear some crazy stories oh my god no there's so many um I mean, one, one of them all right because well, i'm sure it goes like in all different directions just a very memorable one like just like something that you would tell someone that's like oh my god i mean when people ask about the brunch oh my god i mean yeah. i have so many the stories brunch at the garden or, I mean, they were they were everywhere. Right? Yeah, okay. they were everywhere. Uh-huh. They started out at G two, that little tiny restaurant mm-hmm. on Stanton. Yeah, they started out there, and then they ended up moving or evolving or outgrew that space, I should say, and they ended up going to 
where the CVS now is on Mesa. You know that street that goes down? Like where Lowbrow used to be? Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar. Well, Palomino used to be there. Okay. Uh, it's like a Domino's, and then I think it's Capri. Okay, yeah. And then yeah. it's oh, the okay, CVS. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So that street that goes downhill, that's where the brunch used to be. Okay. So you'd see girls like mm-hmm. falling, rolling oh, down Jesus. the hills, <laughs> all drunk. Yeah. Um, and then from there, they moved to the garden. And then from the garden, they moved to Born and Raised. And then from Born and Raised, they moved to EPTX. Oh, okay. So it's like been everywhere. Yeah. It's that party that just. Is there a brunch that that is pretty popping right now or not really? I don't know. Right now, no. Not that I can think of. You need to change that. I know, right? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Brainstorm a little um, bit. Uh, Neep Collective, next brunch. There you go. <laughs> I mean, daytime parties, I'm, I, I'm getting to that age where I like the day partying okay, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You'll still catch me out. Yeah. But like the day partying is just more in my yeah. vibe. Like, you, get to, you, you can get fucked up and you'll still be in bed by like 10 o'clock. Yeah, then. like I'm sending <laughs> you that DM like at 2.30, like where are you at? <laughs> uh, exactly. But more of like the daytime thing is much more my vibe. But uh, I mean, oh my God, there's so many stories on the brunch. So what was your question? The craziest? My God. Mm. So back before Fit Fam, okay. there used to be an account called EP411. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. No. They captured a video of a girl that was sitting down on one of the bus benches outside of the brunch. And she was literally pissing herself. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and after that, it's like the brunch became like super infamous after that. It was like. So it probably, it, it probably uh, got more people to the brunch. A hundred percent. We never acknowledged it or used it in marketing in any way. But that video got out and it was just like, wow. we need to go to that fucking party. <laughs> and oh, my God, the brunch was just a monster. Yeah. What, what, what makes it? Is it just the fact that like just everybody's there? And, like, yeah. Like it was just one of those parties. that was like you had to be there. Yeah. And, like everybody was there. And if you weren't there, you were kind of like a loser. <laughs> and, and like we did a really good job of like marketing it and theming it um i think one of the last ones that we had was for my birthday because my birthday is on cinco de mayo oh snap okay. so we call cinco it Ju- we call it junior de mayo <laughs> uh the last one we had one of the last ones we had was a brunch and we brought james kennedy do you know who he is i've heard of the name he's from vanderpump rules i've heard of the name as well uh, yeah that so we brought him oh my god that was just like wild even he was like fuck like that was a party <laughs> how do you guys how do you get in contact with these dudes man? i mean we have such a good relationship with a lot of these um like other agencies okay yeah yeah i mean i mean we've been booking shows for over 10 years yeah so we have very good relationships with these companies so. mm-hmm. yeah so anytime you go out of town you have a tremendous time percent yeah when, whenever we go out of town that's one of the the, the cool perks about being in this industry and the people that we know and the artists that we've booked, like if we go to Coachella or if we go to Scottsdale or if we go to Vegas, like we're taking care of pretty good. Do you go to Vegas pretty often? I go to to Vegas pretty often. What's, what's your favorite thing? What's your favorite spot there? You're going to go to party. Yeah. Ooh, right now live, live. Okay. Shout out live Las Vegas. (laughs) That's pretty pretty new, right? Yeah, Yeah. They just opened up. We were there for the grand opening back in December um so it was like it was cool to be at that new place one of my very good friends is um one of the people that runs it over there his name is maddie uh so going over there for the grand opening we were there for john summit so it was like 
damn, like we're here at this new spot from a DJ that we had at our spot. Wow. And it's just like, it's like, it's cool to see things come kind of full circle. Yeah. You know? Where's that at? Where's Liv at? Liv is at the Fountain Blue, which is the new hotel at okay. the end of the strip. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. It's probably very new because yeah. I haven't, I went to, the last one I went to was um, in the summer. It was Zook. Zook. So that's at, across at the res- street at okay, Resorts at World. Resort World. Yeah. 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 That was insane. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I mean, I've only been to Vegas like maybe twice since I've been 21. So I'm still kind of um, dabbling, but oh man, it's, it's a, complete... you're still, I'd go to Vegas now that you're young because back then like, I could be able to go for like five days. Like, yeah. There was one point where I was there a week. Oh, now. How do you not die after that week, dude? I feel like three, four days is like, okay, so that's you saying that at your age now it's like two nights. Get me <laughs> out of here. Like, yeah. I'm going, uh, I'm going in a couple of weeks, um, to see Adele and I'm just like, I'm like Friday to Sunday and I'm out. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I already booked my dinners and I'm like, I'm going to party one night and like, that's it. Cause I'm not, I'm going to be hung over the whole time. Like I can't do Vegas like I used to. So do it now that you're young and embrace it. It's Vegas Vegas is a monster. Mm -hmm. So if someone were to come to El Paso for the first time, um, give me a rundown of the day you would want to take them through. What day of the Start. week? Uh, let's do a Friday. Friday. Yeah. All right. What time do they get here? <laughs> <laughs> they get here 7 a.m. Oh, shit. All right. So I have to take the day off. Yeah. All right. So I would take him to breakfast at... I would take him to Carlos and Mickey's. Okay. For yeah. breakfast. Right. How old is this person? <laughs> uh, it's because I could do a lot. It could go late so many 20s, different ways. early 30s. Okay. All right, I'll take him to Carlos and Mickey's for breakfast. Not too early, like maybe like 10. Okay. Then let him go, settle in, chill a little bit, <laughs> pick you up at like 4, 4.30. Then we go to Hush Hush for happy hour. Okay. Just because happy hour there is so cool. Yeah, I've never, I've only been at night, so I need okay. to go. I'm there. not just saying it because it's Hush Hush. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go there for happy hour. Yeah. And then go maybe have dinner at... Casa. You got to go have dinner at Casa Pantera. Okay, I've been there once. For sure. You got to so go to good. Casa. Um, if, you, if you can't get into Casa, because it can happen sometimes, yeah. then I would probably take him to Cafe Central. Okay. Because their espresso martinis are yeah. just <laughs> chef's kiss there. And then after that, I would take them to... It's Friday. Yeah. So it's after dinner. I would probably take them to have a cocktail at... Hmm, let me think. Probably go have a cocktail at Ambar. I haven't been. Downtown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably take him to Ambar, get some get some time, kill some time till about eleven ish. And then I would take him back to Hush. Okay. And then chill there a little bit. Then when we're kind of feeling it, I take him to later. And then we'll slam some shots. Okay. And if something's going on at Lost, we would end the night at Lost. Oh, okay. And then the next morning I would wake him up and I would take him to Viejo Coffee. Yeah, to revive them a little bit. Yeah, and then send them on their way. Wow. Okay. That's what. What about what are you eating like when you're drunk as fuck, like at two thirty a.m. Oof. All right. So <laughs> this could go several ways. Too. Yeah. So it just depends on the vibe. But if you're leaving lost later or hush, if you go to that Waterburger on University, oh my god, you're gonna be there a while. Yeah. So it's kind of a gamble. 
You can go down to Cometa. Okay, yeah. Down on, what is it? There's one on Mesa. Mesa and, like, yeah. where Hoppy Monk is. And I head east, so there's a bunch on. Oh, like, yeah. You've yeah. got, like, one on Viscount. And, yeah. yeah. One on each corner here. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go to that one on Mesa by Hoppy Monk, oh, my God. That, sometimes the line is, like, in yeah. the parking lot. If that's the case, then we just say fuck it and we go to IHOP. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that'll do it, too. Um, but if not, we'll, we'll end it there. And if it's really, really bad, well, then we'll just go to the Whataburger on Mesa and Mesa, no, Sunland Park and Mesa Hills. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That one is usually gets the overflow of the UTEP. Whereabouts do you live right now? Right now I am kind of like East central. Uh, I'm kind of house hunting right now, but my goal is to go back kind of West. Mm -hmm. More Mm -hmm. West. Mm -hmm. I haven't found anything that I like and. The home prices right now are absurd. Yeah. Crazy. What's your, what's your, give me like a normal, it's a Tuesday. What's, what's Junie's day like? Up by seven. I turn on the news. I'm boring. I'm old. I watch the news in the morning. <laughs> CNN or Fox News? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I watch K-Fox in the okay. morning. I watch K-Fox. Uh, go Robert and Liz, yeah. even though they're at night, but I watch K-Fox. Uh, watch K-Fox, get out of bed around 745, and then I'm at the office by like nine. Okay. And then if it's a Monday, I've got like my weekend wrap work, financials or payroll or that boring stuff. Um, then I go have lunch somewhere downtown about two. I like to eat lunch pretty late. And then typically I like to leave the office like by four, four thirty. Mm-hmm. Have you been to that? Uh, like I like that sandwich spot. It's the New York. New York Deli. Oh my God! Yes, the the one across from Park Tavern. Yes, yeah, I like Bomb. that place. Yeah, they have the best grilled cheeses. <laughs> Try them. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. Um, and it's just like so legit there. Like, yeah. you walk up and like the smoke is coming out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool there. Sure. Um, and then get home. Maybe hop on the Peloton. Um, if I'm feeling myself, I'll go do a workout at Black Flag. But that hasn't Ooh. been happening in a while. <laughs> uh, I'm going tomorrow morning though. Are you going tomorrow morning? I want to. No, <laughs> I have a, a shoot tomorrow. Oh. But- Okay. I, I'm always at the runs, but I'm going to miss this one. <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, maybe do a workout and then get get home. Do what I have to do around the house. But my guilty pleasure before bed every night is I watch Shark Tank. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. just, that show, like, you could never get bored of it. Yeah. And it's one of those, I just set it to record. So my YouTube TV has probably every episode in there. Mm-hmm. And I could probably be watching the same one like five times and I <laughs> I would never even notice it. But that show is just like my guilty pleasure. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Shark Tank. You've never no. seen Shark Tank? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's right now and go watch Shark Tank. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. good. Yeah, watch it. So what's on the horizon for you personally? Like what are some of your goals that you have? Short term or long term? Mm, we'll do in the next year to two years. I want to have a baby. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. I want to have a kid. Don't care if I'm in a relationship or not. Like, I know I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the things I'm aiming towards the most. Um, I'm ready. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have that I've had the same best friends that I've had for almost going on 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And they're all married and they all have kids. I'm the only single one. I'm the only one without kids. <laughs> so it's like... And I give them props. Like when you make friendships like that work where the dynamic is still so different, I give so much props to my friends and they tell me the same thing. They're like, how do you put up with us? Like we're so boring (laughs) now. And I'm like, cause you guys actually put an effort into our friendship and like, you know, they don't go out like I do, but they make an effort and like, you know, go have a, 
a happy hour cocktail yeah. with me or they'll go have dinner with me or whatever. And same thing with them. Like I'll go to their kids' birthday parties or I'll go hang out with them just at their house. Like, but I don't mean to kind of deviate from no, the no. topic, but that's kind of the goal is to have a kid in the next year, year and a mm-hmm. half before I get too old either. <laughs> I wanted to be at high school graduation. Viejito. Um, and then just kind of keep on going. You mm-hmm. know, we've got some things on the horizon. I think you're thinking. Yeah. It's uh, a, we have the audio, so we'll okay. just finish it off on the, um, just got some things on the horizon. Um, I can't talk about them or they'll kill, they'll kill me. Yeah. I was going to say like, <laughs> I was going to see what was on the horizon for JK, but it's probably, well, very we've top got secret. some, we've got some stuff brewing. Yeah. We always do. We're yeah. never, we're never like dormant. On so anything. when the first thing, when, when you, one thing opens, are you guys already like in the process usually of like at least brainstorming? Yeah. yeah. Brainstorming. But we are, we are very good about focusing on something when we open it okay yeah. um we're not like oh we open and ugh, whatever no 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 we we kind of we're there when we we nurture it and we make sure that it's successful mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean we're always thinking about something we have a uh me and the boys have a a shared uh photo album and we constantly just drop inspo in there mm-hmm. and like you know sometimes it'll get acknowledged sometimes it's like sometimes it's like <laughs> oh shit this shit is cool like yeah favorite this and it's like but yeah you we're always thinking of something Mm -hmm. but yeah we've got some stuff brewing that's awesome what's um what's something you'd say to someone who's going through a tough time right now mentally physically in their life what's just advice that you don't want to say to them you know i i would give the i don't want to say typical but the the normal stay strong like everybody goes through tough times everybody i think that tough times are what make you stronger but I'm a firm believer in manifesting, whether it's like crazy. And I listen to these podcasts. I'm a podcast junkie, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm so basic, though. Mm-hmm. I listen to like Call Her Daddy and, <laughs> and Hot Mess. Like, yeah. I, I'm very that. But I feel like manifesting has become such a thing. Recently, I hear so many people talking about it now. But it's like, I've been doing that for the longest time. And I can tell you that it is so true. Like, I have, I don't want to say that I had a vision board per se, a physical one, but I had like a mental one and I was just like, you know, business owner, um, you know, if there was a bag that I wanted, you know, or an outfit that I wanted, or, you know, I threw a Tesla on there and it's just like manifest, manifest, work hard and you will make it happen. You will find a way to make it happen or it will happen. But I, manifesting where you truly believe it not where you're just like okay i want a range rover i want a range rover like no 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 no. it's got to be like you really 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 envision it and picture it and it will happen i'm a firm believer in that so if someone's going through a hard time you have to believe that you're gonna be okay it might be hard and it might take a lot of work but you will be okay that's probably the best piece of advice that I would give to anybody. You know, I may, you know, I ended up doing something a little bit different than I wanted to do when I was a kid. Like I told you, I wanted to be a doctor and that didn't work out. But ever since I was 11 years old, I mean, I used to work at a video store when I was 11 years old. Those were a thing back then where you actually had to go <laughs> and pick up your movies. Yeah. But like before I actually was in the actual video store, 
I was playing video store with my little sister when I was seven years old. Like we'd mm-hmm. get our Disney videos and pretend like we were renting them out to each other. But it's just like you envision and you manifest those things and they will happen. So I ended up working at a video store and then it ended up, it ended up transitioning to, you know, when I was working there, I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Like I want to work for myself. Like I want to be able to, you know, say what I want to do and come in when I want, when I want, which really isn't like that. When you become a business owner, you never clock out when you're a business owner. Um, and it just, you know, evolved into that. So manifesting just, I can't stress that enough. And like I said, I hear that so much now that I don't want to say that it's so basic, but you just, you have to manifest. You have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, that's episode 28 28 28 with junior vasquez uh the most vulnerable player and yeah i'm so glad we got to do this yeah it was, thank it you was, for having it was me truly a pleasure and uh, i'm sure we'll be able to do it more in the future yeah you'll be on mine yeah for sure <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome if you have any like i said any questions any i'm sure i can save you a little bit of time whenever you know, whenever it comes to like just certain things but oh, yeah i'm sure we'll be bugging you <laughs> for sure we'll yeah, that's a wrap, guys. So we'll see you. See you next time. Peace. Bye. <laughs>